Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Menzel. And I'm Jim Conlon. And this is New Tricks for Old Dogs. Our podcast features the many ways us older men and women howl at the moon, odd news items you don't normally hear about, and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder, not older. So if you've got 25 minutes or so, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. In this episode, the old dogs ramble about senior scams. We find ourselves pulling for an Olympic tug-of-war event. We offer another bit of old doggerel. We celebrate the birthday of quirky actor Christopher Walken, report on what to do about senior scammers, suggest a spell check to tableware manufacturers before they make 10,000 china plates, and present ways to improve your life without really trying. The Old Dog's interview is with Jeff Cameron, a fellow podcaster who calls himself Papa Jeff. Stay with us. Hello, Paul. Hey, good morning, Jim. So what's on your mind today? I should get out of my pajamas so we can talk, huh? Yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a, um, a pod nugget in today's episode that uh, talks about scammers targeting seniors. Yep. And so I thought that might be uh, kind of fruitful for a ramble from you and I. Do you get any scams that come to you? Yes, I do. And I think that almost all of us, whether we are of a certain age or not, are subject to internet scams. But I would guess seniors maybe are more susceptible to, uh, let's say, that common scam about uh, somebody posing as your grandchild. Yes. They've had problems with the law. They need you to send money. Well, you know, there are two things you can look for in an email that yeah. are suspect, right? Right. One is if there are misspellings mm-hmm. or awkward sentences, be careful. That usually means that it's not coming from a reputable company because reputable companies don't send out emails that aren't uh, uh, spell-checked and, and certainly written well. The other thing that you can look for, and I do this, I get about a scam a day, Jim. Um, you can look for where it came from. If it purports in the letter to be from, uh, let's say, a credit card company, mm-hmm. but you look up there at the address and it's like uh, uh, wanton images at blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, or uh, especially if the, um, what do you call it, the suffix is like .ru instead of .com. <laughs> I see those, .ru, that's from Russia. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to look at that from line. And a lot of people, including myself, don't always do that. Now, there is also one other category that I think is particularly vexing to me, and that is if I get an email that says, your account is closed, or uh, we are automatically debiting your account, as you promised, for $395 for a year's subscription, and I know that I didn't do that, but still I think, oh my God, I did it again, I did this automatic yearly debit, which I promised I would never do again, you know? It's not true, but people fall for it. They get scared, and so they click on it and say, I didn't do that. I'm going to click on this and get to the bottom of it. Exactly. And and the harm is done once you click yes. on the attachment or if it's a, an address at a, at a website, mm-hmm. because then they can download a pernicious uh, uh, software onto your computer. Yeah. 
So if you don't know them, don't respond to them. Yeah. And that's going to go for you to double, Jim. <laughs> when you keep asking me for money or posing as, as a lovelorn senior citizen, I have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> Why don't you quit while you're ahead then? <laughs> as the Winter Olympics came to a close, did you wonder when the heck some of these events became sports? like Team Relay Luge or Snowboard Halfpipe. This pod nugget is from the Interesting Facts website. The Olympics have always tried to stay ahead of trends in sports. This means that events come and go. One of the events that is gone is the Olympic Tug of War. This was an event featured in the first five Olympic Games. The contest lasted five minutes, with teams attempting to drag their opponent six feet from their starting point. I'm not sure what the training regimen was, but I'm sure it was alcohol-related. <laughs> the Olympic Committee eliminated the tug-of-war in 1920 when they decided to be more selective with their sports. Okay, the tug-of-war may be dead, but it's not gone. Oh, good. Yeah, the tug-of-war International Association. Yep, there's such an organization has been campaigning for matches to be included in future Olympics. Well, we're pulling for these forgotten athletes. We hope they can rope in more support. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. For our latest addition to Old Doggerel, we want to thank one of our listeners who wants to be credited as Marvin M. His suggestion is about people who need a cane or walking stick to maintain their balance, but refuse to use one because they don't want to look infirm. This act of rebellion he calls the cane mutiny. Har har. These folks can be spotted hanging onto a banister or the arm of their spouse for dear life. <laughs> well done, Marvin. This will be duly entered in our lexicon of senior language. We hope you will join us in the fun by sending us your suggestions for Old Doggerel. Go to our website at www.olddogspodcast.com and click on the comments tab. Scroll to the bottom and give us a piece of your mind. What 78-year-old actor has made a career of creating characters that are menacing, quirky, and interesting at the same time? The only answer is Christopher Walken. This pod nugget is from the New York Times for February 8th, 2022. You know, no one looks or talks like this actor. Some people hear a different drummer, but Walken seems to have a full orchestra playing atonal music in his head. As he explains it, sometimes I do things just to amuse myself. I've played scenes pretending that I was Elvis or Bugs Bunny or a U-boat commander. I just don't tell anybody. Walken has said that he hates punctuation because it doesn't reflect the way we actually speak. And the characters he creates share this dislike through their odd inflections and unlikely pauses. He explains, Sometimes when I see a question mark in a script, I'll deliberately make it a statement. Or if something has an exclamation point, I'll make it a question just to see what happens. Punctuation can be a stumbling block. Well, whatever his approach, we are grateful that Christopher Walken continues to work as an actor. He always adds secret sauce to the movies he appears in. We can admire his work without punctuation, even though we would probably avoid sitting next to him on the subway. Bugs Bunny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
You know, seniors can be easy marks for Internet scams because we tend to be too trusting. It's prudent to educate ourselves about the cyber crimes that are out there. It could save you a lot of trouble and money. This pod nugget is a tip from one of our listeners, Olivia Taylor. If staying safe online seems overwhelming, you have two choices. You can shut off your computer and smartphone and put them in the attic, or you can get informed about how to avoid common scams like phishing or identity theft. The old dogs would like to share a trusted guide that you can access online. It's called the Ultimate Internet Safety Guide for Seniors. To find it, go to www.safetydetectives.com. At that website, use their search feature to locate the Ultimate Internet Safety Guide for Seniors. Or if that's too labor-intensive, go to our website at www.olddogspodcast.com Click on Favorite Sites at the top of the page, and then scroll down to The Ultimate Internet Safety Guide for Seniors, and click on the link. Ah, Easy peasy. Thanks a lot, Olivia Taylor. The Queen of England is celebrating 70 years as monarch, her platinum jubilee. There will be a dizzying array of commemorative souvenirs, including some China from China with a spelling problem. This pod nugget is from Sky News for February 2nd, 2022. A Chinese manufacturer hoping to capitalize on the Platinum Jubilee made 10,800 teacups, mugs, and plates, each one adorned with an elaborate coat of arms and a picture of the queen. The only problem was the inscription. Okay, remember the celebration is called a Platinum Jubilee? The inscription on the china reads, To commemorate the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. Whoops! The misspelling was close, but not close enough. The whole consignment was turned over to a company that sells unwanted stock in bulk. If you also have a spelling problem, you might favor a set for your everyday dishes. You could have all 10,800 pieces for about $42,000. Oh, Paul, I think I could get it for half that, don't you? Uh, Probably, yeah. On January 1st this year, The Guardian published 100 Ways to Slightly Improve Your Life Without Really Trying. I guess you could call it a list of minor New Year's Eve resolutions. Well, we would like to share a few with you right now. Okay, here's one. Set aside 10 minutes a day to do something you really enjoy. Don't be weird about how to stack the dishwasher. Be polite to rude strangers. It's oddly thrilling. Ask questions and listen to the answers. Eat salted butter. Life's too short for unsalted. Take out your headphones when walking. Come on, listen to the world. Call an old friend out of the blue. Keep your keys in the same place. Always use freshly ground pepper. Cook something you've never attempted before. Politely decline invitations if you don't want to go. Give compliments widely and freely. Don't look at your phone at dinner. If in doubt, add cheese. (laughs) Everybody has an emotional blind spot when they fight. Work out what's yours and remember it. And finally, we'll add one of our own. Read the full list at the Guardian website. It will prompt 100 smiles. Very nicely done, Paul. That's a compliment. Oh. Jeff Cameron came rather late to the podcasting game when he started experiencing issues with his eyesight. 
Rather than sit around and mope, Jeff decided what listeners needed was exposure to people with a positive outlook in negative times. It's a case of poor eyesight leading to good insight. Jeff, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you come to being in front of a microphone? Well, I was I grew up in Southern California in uh, Los Angeles in the San Fernando Valley. And so I was a valley girl, kind of. Um, <laughs> and I always wanted to do radio and never did. I listened to a lot of talk radio growing up, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but as I got older, I never did it because, as it says in the theme from WKRP in Cincinnati, um, town to town, up and down the dial. And I was going to, well, let me go to college let me, I want to start a family, get married, you know, all of that. And so I, I never did it. And I worked in the school bus business for a lot of years uh, in Los Angeles. I was, I used to teach school bus drivers. So you take somebody that's uh, 18 years old and is not used to driving anything larger than a Hyundai or a Honda or a Yugo. Then you put them behind the wheel of a 40 foot bus and you teach them how to do it. And you start from scratch. And first thing we teach you how to do is back up. Because you need to know how to do that. You need to know how to park it. You need to know where the limits are. So I worked in that business, not only transporting students, because I did that as well, almost 20 years in that business. Then it was time to definitely do something different. So my my then wife at the time, um, we we were both born in, in the San Fernando Valley and said, it's time for a change. So we decided to move to Nevada. Got in contact with a Reno agent and... We were living out in the country. We had, at that time, I think 11 acres, and we bought horses, and it was just, it was a dream for us. It's like we were out of the city and in the country, and one of those places where it was really hard to see your neighbor because they were that far away, and I uh, started in the uh, casino security business at that time, worked as a casino security manager for five years, and I was always into the medical thing because my my previous wife was a nurse for almost 40 years before she passed away. And so I, I love the medical stuff. And so I, I did uh, two levels of my EMT classes while I was still working at the casino because casino at nighttime is intoxicated people and medical calls. That's kind of what you do. Hmm. So I decided I would apply and try and get on with a county ambulance service. And I got on, which is then was really hard to do. It took, took almost a year to go through the process. And while I was working for the service, I went to paramedic school. So I did that when I was in my late 40s, which nobody does, because all of the people in EMS are usually very much younger. And that's where the name Papa Jeff came in, was that I was the old guy that worked with the young people, because most of my people that I worked with were in their early 20s. And they said, Papa Jeff, you're not old, you're seasoned. And Okay, well, very seasoned. And... So on from there, I spent almost 10 years with the paramedic service and enjoyed it immensely. And my wife passed away in in late 2017, sudden heart attack situation, was driving her home from work. And she said, I feel bad. I need Mm. to go to the hospital, which when the healthcare worker says I need to go to the hospital, they mean it. Took her to the hospital. And unfortunately, as soon as she got in there, she had a heart attack. Lasted two more days. And then unfortunately, I had to let her go, which was a horrible time in my life. Mm. Sometime later, when I came out of the other side of that, um, I met my my now wife, Monica, who is uh, 15 years younger than I am, go Papa, and she's amazing. She has uh, two teenage daughters, uh, now 17 and 18. 
uh, Monica had been with her employer for 22 years. She managed a call center. And she said, I, I'd really like to move. It's really, I'd like to do something different. Well, Monica was so kind. She asked me one day, she says, honey, in 10 years, you're going to be 70. Do you really want to keep pushing snow? And I said, well, first of all, hon, thanks for pointing out my age. And second of all, no, I don't want to push snow. I'm, I'm finished with that. So then there were a couple of options where Monica could have transferred to, and those weren't really the positions that we wanted. So one of her friends that she used to work with had moved to Houston, actually north of Houston in the Woodlands. And they said, why don't you come on the weekend and we'll host you and show you around and you can look at houses. And so we we made an appointment with a with a realtor and we came up on Memorial Day weekend of 2019. We found out very different housing cost here in, in Houston than in Nevada. And so we did well. Then I started to have some eye problems and I had some retina problems. I've had several different surgeries and... As I told Jim in the beginning of, of my podcast, I, I'm quoted as the guy that has trouble seeing the big E on the eye chart. And right, right now, at least, that is me. That's, that's 2,400 on the eye chart. I have, uh, I have one working eye, which is, is had the retina fixed, uh, and we're getting ready to take the cataract out of it. So I should be, I don't want to say good as new, but certainly a lot better. Anyway, the short version uh, is that... Uh, I was getting very frustrated because I couldn't hold down a nine-to-five because of my vision. Um, I was getting really frustrated with it. I felt like I didn't have any purpose. And my wife said, why don't you do a podcast? And I didn't know what that was. And I said, well, what's a podcast? And she explained it to me. And she said, well, you always wanted to be on the radio, right? And I said, yeah, since I was in like junior high. And she says, well, why don't you do a podcast? You love talk radio. Make it sound like it's a live talk radio show. So I did it, and it, we call, she says, you should call it Papa Jeff's America. And so we called it Papa Jeff's America. And all of that brings me to where I am today. I'm as close as I'm going, ever going to get to terrestrial radio right here. Papa Jeff's <laughs> America, the talk radio podcast, continuing a conversation, one podcast at a time, any, any device, anytime, PapaJeffUSA.com. I got a question. I'm going to roll back your bio a little bit. Sure. You were teaching bus drivers. Are, were there any self-defense techniques ah, like ah, ah, crowd ah. control or dodging spitballs, anything practical <laughs> like that? They do kind of teach you a juvenile version of verbal judo so that you can kind of talk with them and try and reason with them, mm -hmm. which is still difficult. But as in self-defense, actual self-defense, they do teach you um, techniques of what to do in case someone tries to hijack your bus. The kids were actually more dangerous than anyone that was going to try mm -hmm. and board the bus. But it was fun. The high schoolers, they didn't care. They just wanted to get on the bus and get off the bus. They didn't want to ride the bus at all. So tell me, how long have you been a podcaster? Since August of 2020. And I'm sure we have similar stories. Where do you dig up your guests? Because you're, it's totally interview, your program, right? I don't go through any services or anything here. You can introduce this guest or whatever. I just, if it's somebody, perhaps an, another podcaster, I'll just reach out and say, hey, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's my, here's where my content is. I'd love to come on and have a conversation. I'll, I'll work from a set of bullet points, just notes. And I mean, I'm, I'm not as blessed as Larry King was to just be able to pull it off the top of my head, but uh, it's very low key and I'm not high pressure at all. And let's, let's just do it. I tend not to do a lot of editing at the end. 
Um, it's just, I mean, it's what live radio would have been or still is in some in some senses. So how many hours a week do you spend on your podcast? Well, I usually try and get in at least a couple hours a day. Um, obviously, I'm retired. I am one of the bodacious boomers, if you will. Yes. And um, I'll try and get in a couple hours a day. Usually, once I get started, it goes from there, and I'm in here the better part of the day. I have the very low-tech paper that I post on the outside of the door that says recording, so they know when I'm actually doing something, and then that just really encourages them more to knock on the door. <laughs> uh, we have made the choice, as you have, to avoid politics. Yeah. Uh, and really focus on what we thought would be things of interest to our age group. Now, you're not really aiming at that demographic necessarily, are you? Not Boomers. really. There, there's yeah. no specific demographic that we're that we're aiming for. Um, we just kind of put the content out there because we feel it might be interesting to all ages. Um, the the things that we that our guests talk about, from music to broadcasting to uh, being an attorney to doing voiceover work, to um, it could be interesting to anyone, and especially someone that may be looking for a career change. Or someone that's, hey, I've always wanted to do that. I want to try it. Uh, how do you feel about this latest transition in your life? I think it's a good thing for me. Even though I have the limited vision, it does get me on the plane first ahead of everybody else. But it, it has worked for me because even though I, I only have the vision in the one eye, I still consider myself blessed. Things happen for a reason. And you're right, I'm not ready to sit down or roll over or be done. And this gives me the opportunity in my life to do a version of what I wanted to do, having wanted to be on radio. It gives me ability to speak to people outside. I like to think that if we can get the right information to the right person or persons at the right time, then we've made a difference. Uh, some of the things that we talk about uh, maybe will help somebody, maybe... Someone is a little bit older and listening and saying, well, if he does this, maybe I'll try it. But it's been good for me. Looking ahead then, Jeff, what do you see as maybe a next step? Have you looked that far? Do you have any plans for, let's say, the next decade? Um, nothing firm. Uh, we want to do some more travel, obviously, Monica and I, and, and perhaps the girls, because we, we operate as a pretty tight unit here. As for the podcast, I definitely have plans to continue. We've thought about doing a video aspect. Haven't really pursued that that much because most of the folks that are in the, they're in the listening audience. They're they're audio folks. They're they're not the the YouTuber, uh, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, so just keeping it going, growing it, and um, I'm hoping that with the eye surgery that's pending. Uh, I can get back to driving and maybe do some remote things and, you know, the guy on the street kind of thing. We've thought about that. Um, I'll be happy if I'm here in 10 years. Like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We can always use more listeners. There are more episodes on the way, so stay tuned and keep howling at the moon.